Hello loves and welcome to the Introverts Toolbox, the podcast for introverts who feel like the world's kind of fucked up, where the biggest and craziest people get all the success, and we're left wondering like, oh my god, what the hell do we do? My name's Karen Hewitt and I am your host and we're going to go over systems, methods and skills you can use as an introvert to be authentically you and be successful. So subscribe and share this on your social media and don't forget to give us five stars and let's get started. Hello, 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 my loves. We always talk about meaning. What if I say that today I have someone who is an absolute introvert and they've managed to channel skills and systems into being very successful. Now, I'm talking about actually transforming themselves and their business into an authentic business and creating a system that she can pass on to other people. Tammy Johnson, she's a hold your hand and kick your ass business coach. There's no fluff here. This is straight up. This is what you need to do. And she's been working with solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and small business owners for over, well, 20 years and is to help them build a sustainable and successful business. Now, this is why I love Tammy believes that business done right honestly, ethically, and morally has the world to make a better place. This is not just a get rich scheme. This is not just a, hey, go into business and do this. This is about building something sustainable that is authentic. And with this, you have the power to make everything a better place for customers, families, and communities. No magic bullets, no get rich quick, no fast fix, no band-aids here. Because really, does that even exist? But what she does do is teach basic foundational skills that you need to first survive, then thrive. She only deals in the real practical and put it to use training advice that has been tested, as she puts it, in battle. Now, what I love about this is most people will give you all these theories in the world. This is going to be real life advice. This is going to be stuff that's actually been happening. Good morning, Tammy. How are you doing today? I am doing very well. I'm glad to be here. I know we were chatting just before, and it's very cold where you're at. Oh, it is. It is. But I'm Canadian, and it's March. So, hey, this is my world. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You were telling me that the chill there, and I'm like, nope, no, thank you. (laughs) And you're still up. You're still having your caffeine. You're still waking up, and you're ready to talk to our listeners. And today, we're going to be talking about business as an introvert. You're an introvert. Yes. How has it been for you navigating a personal business career while being an introvert? I mean, I'm guessing it's changed over the 20 years. That you- oh, it definitely has. And there's so many people that when I tell them and I'm an introvert, they're going, how can you be an introvert, Tammy? Like you teach, you do public speaking. I do a lot of stuff on the media. Says, and you're so powerful on the stage and things like that. How can you be an introvert? I'm going, being an introvert isn't about how I present myself when I'm in work mode. It's how do I recharge my batteries? So I need sufficient alone time. There's a reason that my office has a door and a lock. (laughs) Oh, you you just hit the nail on the head. And I think this is one of the biggest misunderstandings with introverts. They think we're these shy, quiet wallflowers that won't say boo to a ghost. Sit in the back of the room and just watch. Now, observation is one of our superpowers, but it isn't about that it's about how we recharge mm-hmm. is where we gain our energy source from what's your favorite thing to do to recharge oh oh 
depends on how tired I am. If I'm kind of wiped and like, I just need to completely, I will set up, I've got a really comfortable chair in my family room and I've got a blanket that I will wrap around me. And I have my TV remote where I'll watch like a good movie or something. If I'm really wiped, it has to be something that I'm already very familiar with so that it's comfortable and I can just get into it and I don't have to worry about paying that much attention and just enjoy it. If I've got more energy and I just need a little bit of downtime, uh, curling up with a good book, or if it's nice out going for a walk by myself. <laughs> I love my husband and sometimes he'll go, oh, I'll come with you. No, you won't. <laughs> no, don't need you right I, I now. I love you. you. But for that to continue, I need time away from everybody. And that includes you. <laughs> What's your favorite go-to movie? To be very honest, I fell totally and completely in love with The Old Guard on Netflix, Charlize Theron. Oh, that movie is totally and completely my jam. And I've probably watched it 25 times. Like, I'm nuts. <laughs> I, just... I have not seen it, so I will have to check it out. Oh, it's beautiful. I think that is one of the largest areas that most people don't think introverts are capable of. What got you into that public speaking arena? Well, I'm going to give you a little bit of a background here. So I started my business because I was fired. I was in a job that I absolutely hate. I actually didn't mind the job. I hated where I was. It was all I could do to haul myself into work every day and not throw my horrible boss through a plate glass window. And <laughs> I was already interviewing, putting my resume out. And one more week, I would have had another job, which would have been better than where I was. And it would have been great for a little while. And then it would have been back into the same old, same old that I couldn't stand. And I got called into my boss's office and I got fired. And I felt this great, big, huge weight being lifted from my shoulders going, I never have to work for another creepy, incompetent old man again. And in that moment, I decided to start my business. And it wasn't completely out of the blue. Like I'd been thinking about it. I had people pushing me to do it for years, but I wasn't quite ready. And in that moment, I decided to do it. And I was going to do things very, very differently. So my background is financial services. I have been in financial services for 29 years now. And my last two jobs before I started my business were to hire, train other agents, any problems that they had, I had to figure out and fix it, teach them how to market, do all of this stuff. And I've been seeing a lot of stuff come across my desk that just made my skin crawl and going, they're selling products to clients that are totally and completely inappropriate. They're not fixing the problems that they're supposed to be doing. They're just doing, okay, what's going to make them the most money in the short term and things like, I absolutely freaking hate this. It's wrong. How are they getting away with it? And I figured out by doing a little bit of research, the Canadians have the lowest rate of financial literacy in the westernized world. We know nothing. And I'm going, this is basic stuff. So how do we get about doing this? We need to start educating people. And because I'd already been like, my job was to train other, hire, train other agents, all of this stuff. So I'd already been doing some presentations and when I was a kid, I was in some groups where I don't know if anybody would know, but 4-H, because I'm from rural Alberta. And one of the things we were forced to do, and I absolutely freaking hated it, was you had to do public speaking. So I had a little bit, I'm going, okay, I can push myself to do this. As long as it's something that I know about and I'm comfortable with, I can do this. So 
I created my first course, Financial Journeys, and everything you need to know about money, think you do, and I guarantee you don't. And so I put that together and going, okay, if I can get people educated and then I can bring them in to buying actual appropriate for them financial services like life insurance, critical illness, investments, things like that. So that's what I did. I'm going, okay, in order to be able to, number one, do the sales. And when I was an employee, I was doing inside sales for the most part, kind of captive, where I have to go out into the public and talk to them about the sexy topics of like life insurance. Oh, dear God. (laughs) No one wants to talk to a life insurance salespeople. We're worse than used car salesmen in most people's minds. And I have to admit, it is an earned reputation. I don't like my industry. (laughs) So I went to a Toastmasters group, which very much helped. I'm a huge, huge fan of Toastmasters because it is a, a safe, supportive place where you can get better and figure about all the things that you're doing that you don't even know, like you're umming and awing and, and hiding and other ticks and but it helped with that. And then I'm going, okay, so I have to do that. And then, like I said, as long as it's something that I know about, something that I'm comfortable with, it's not a problem. It took a little while to get there. And I remember the first time I would get, I got on a big stage and it's like, oh dear God, oh dear God, my heart's probably pounding out of my chest. And I'm going, I know I just went to the bathroom, but I have to, I really feel like I'm going to wet myself up here. (laughs) but I made it through and now like I'm going as long as it one of my set like personal finance or more importantly and more interestingly anything to do with small business not a problem you want me to talk about other things that I don't know well number one I'm not going to talk about things I don't know about although in Toastmasters you do get to learn about table topics where you have to learn how to bullshit like that (laughs) which is a useful skill not for the bullshitting but being able to jump into a conversation and stuff and be comfortable and learn, okay, how do I think on my feet? Because as a business owner, you do have to learn how to think on your feet. I have to tell you, do you want to know why I'm laughing so hard? (laughs) I'm a Toastmaster. (laughs) Oh, not only that, but I'm currently the program quality director of Arizona. Woohoo! I'm what's called a trio member. <laughs> I'm just loving what you're talking about here because Toastmasters has helped me with my public. Yeah. The ground follow me up whole mm-hmm. and that small supportive environment helps you gain those skills. And I love table topics mm-hmm. because it's the challenge. And I tell people, like I said, anytime you're talking to anybody other than yourself, guess what? You're public speaking. Right. And people don't realize that. Well, they think, oh, I don't want to be on the stage or anything like that. No, anytime you are talking to somebody other than yourself, you are public speaking. So anything that you can do to improve your skills and your confidence and your calm, oh, you need it. And as a business owner, I have recommended so many people for Toastmasters. I even had my own office space for a few years. Never, ever do that again. But I started my own Toastmasters club so that I could bring my clients in and we could work because I've always specialized in working with self-employed small business owners. So one of the things that I discovered with working with them, going through their finances and all the things, like, and I do exciting things, like I help them actually come up with a budget that works 
oh my god <laughs> just sexy topic oh yeah. it is but I was seeing that they were having problems in their business and I'm going well I can help you with that because I've been studying money business and success since I was seven years old I am a nerd total and complete nerd well, if we get your business going better, you have more money. And I have a greedy, motivated self-interest to see you be successful because broke people can't afford insurance or investment. So this is a win-win. I really just pick it up right there. What you said is something you wanted to learn, you wanted to grow, you wanted to be educated. And I think this is a skill that introverts really do buckle down with because when we see something that's a challenge, we're like, okay, how can we make it better? What skills can we learn? What tips can we learn? And we break it down in such an, organized educated way that, a problem solvers right it's not just like, okay let's go and run with it it's all right let's plan it out let's think about it let's sort it out let's come up with a plan a solution and we run with it now you're talking about small business owners and how you help them create these plans and we talked in the intro that everything's battle tested everything you do is something that you've seen work happen you've put it into action you know what's going to go on as long as the action is taken, I've got to stress, okay, doesn't matter what tool we give you, does not matter what skill we teach you about, does not matter what advice we give, if you don't go and put this into action, you're just fucking yourself over, because we can teach you all day long. That, that, that's why my clients call me the hold your hand and kick your ass business. They're the ones that actually name me, because they're going, yes, I love you, yes, I want you to succeed, but the success only comes if you actually do shit. Right. If it's running around in your head and you never put it into action, you've wasted my time and you've wasted your time. So what the fuck are you doing here? Exactly. So let's talk about introverts because in business, because sometimes introverts can be really scared to take action because it's this perception about how will I come across? Will I come across fussy? Will I come across like... Introverts and extroverts are both terrified. They're just terrified about different things. Exactly. Extroverts are willing to go out and put themselves out there I found that a lot of extroverts is the behind the scenes systems and oh everything behind the scenes as long as they're going out making sales and talking to people it's great their problem is actually delivering on anything in the back end because they're going well it's not as exciting and all this stuff and they typically that's not where their strengths are the strengths are in the selling where the introverts right. are there usually have strengths everywhere but the selling so right everybody has terrors it's just what are they doing and then how are you working to Sometimes it's get over things. Sometimes it's get through things. Sometimes it's finding the right partnerships. Like some of the best partnerships I've either put together or seen are when you take a brilliant, strong introvert and a brilliant, strong extrovert, and they perfectly meld together and they love and respect one another. And then there's no stopping them. I have two sets of clients, exact same family setup. It's a man and his sister-in-law. And the man is really good at the sales and all of this stuff, the marketing. And the sister-in-law is the introvert in the back end that makes everything go. And because they know, love, and respect one another and appreciate their differences, oh my God, the things that they have been able to accomplish in their years and years and years together is amazing. But there's so many different ways to make, there is no one right answer. It's find out what works for you. For me, as a super strong introvert, when I decided to start my business and I had to tell my husband, who's also a strong introvert, and more importantly, I had to tell my mother, because <laughs> like, oh dear God, she was terrified anytime I would change jobs because I went to four different companies and stuff before I started my own business. The first one I started out was a big 
multinational corporation. Just like one week before I gave my notice, they gave me, okay, you've been here three and a half years now. Now you're going to have to sign up for our pension plan. I'm going, well, I actually just gave my notice. So no. So my mom was sweating bullets. Like, am I out of my mind the first time I did that? And then each time I would change jobs, but I learned so much going through those jobs and doing the different things and meeting different people, which set me up to be successful when I started my own business. But my mom was just sweating bullets. Like I said, my husband's an introvert too. And it was challenging for him, but he went, okay, I might be an introvert, but I'm also a very strong personality. <laughs> right. And that's, that's the thing that people think introvert is a personality trait. It's not. Introvert is actually nothing to do with your personality. It is purely your recharge mechanism. And I think that really throws people off sometimes because, well, I can't be an introvert because I do this, or I have to be introverted because I'm shy. No, that's not the case at all. You're talking about, you know, changing jobs. I know that terrifies most people. Like, oh my gosh, this is unstable. How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? Sometimes you just have to do what feels authentic for you. Oh, yeah. And, and even if it scares the living daylights out of you, because you never know what's on the other side of that coin. If you feel drawn to doing something or changing the position or changing the direction or adding something or taking something away, if you never do it, you'll always be plagued with the, but what if? Well, and here's the thing. So one of the things that a lot of people get stopped with when it comes to not just business, but everything is they want it to be perfect. And I'll, I'll give you a few things. Number one, perfect doesn't fucking exist. Never has, never will. And in order to improve, you have to do something so that you can get the information to go through and improve it. One of the things I harp on like all the time with my clients, and I've been doing this myself for decades, after everything that I've done, whether it be a marketing piece, standing on the stage, meeting with a client, putting together my filing system or whatever in the world it is, I do what I call the autopsy, which is three questions. What worked, what didn't, what do I want to try next time? And by going through and doing that, I've been able to create some pretty amazing stuff. And it's still growing and evolving because things have changed. Like if you just want to talk financial services, so I still have my two companies. So I still have the financial guides, which is the financial services company. And then in 2019, I split off KSA business, which just focuses on strictly the business coaching, consulting, and teaching for a bunch of different reasons. Financial guides can only work in Alberta and BC because of licensing and all of that stuff. So yes, when it comes to so many things, I can help people, but I can't make any money doing it. <laughs> With KSA, with the business stuff, business is business is business. Doesn't matter where you are, what business you're in, product, service, industry, whatever. The basic foundational pieces are always the same. I've been through nine different websites with financial guides because things are always growing and changing with that. When I first started, the internet did exist, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Like it was just starting to get into the, there was no such thing as social media. I think MySpace started a couple years after, like this tells you how old I am and all of this stuff. That, now you and I met through a Facebook group. I'm doing podcasts literally all over the world. Like I've gotten up at 3.30 in the morning to be on a podcast in England for four o'clock in the morning. And I've got clients in Europe and Australia and Africa and all over North America that couldn't have existed 20 years ago. So I've had to learn and grow and expand. And am I perfect? 
no, I'm not never going to be. I tell bad jokes. I swear I do all of this stuff. I put my heart and soul into it. I love it. I know it. I'm willing to learn. I love taking, like you said, one of our an introvert superpower is observation. So I've been teaching my small business class for 18 years. When I was working with the small business owners, I was going, okay, they need a lot more help because they've got a great product or service. They're technicians, but they don't know anything about the business. And I'm going, it's an awful lot more time effective for me to create a course to take them through all the basics. So put that together and we've been evolving that. And my groups are always mixed. I don't specialize in any particular industry or anything like that. And one of the best things is I'm able to take like a plumber and hearing about their world and what they're doing and the things that they learned and tools that they're using for their business and take it and put it together with my retail clients and my massage therapist clients and put these wonderful ideas together and they create something new. I like how you bring up social media. I actually think social media is an introvert's superplex. It can be. If they know how to do it authentically. Because a lot of the time it's like, no, got to go live, got to do videos, got to do all this, got to do all this high energy stuff that is draining because they feel like the constant need to interact. Well, and it's also, I found that it's not just draining, but it's ineffective if to attract other introverts and the world would like you to believe like introverts are by far the minority. Like we're the weird oddballs because we're always supposed to fit into the extroverted world. Fuck that shit. Half of us are introverts. And one of the things like you're talking about the videos and the lives and stuff like this, one of the things that has instantly turned me off of a website, if I go onto your website or onto that stuff and you have a video that instantly starts playing and making noise to me, I'm Xing out of there so bloody fast. I'm going, if I want it, I will hit play. And I would prefer you give me subtitles and I don't even have to turn on the volume. Most of the time it irritates me. But the extrovert thing is I'm going to be right in your face. Like there's one group that I follow on Facebook and they usually have interesting things. So I'll pop into it. And there's this one guy and his pop-up ads that show up in it all the instantly he's in your face. And I'm going, I don't care what you do. You could be the best thing in the world. I am never, ever talking to you because you're annoying. And that's where we have to develop all these different things. Because I like to tell people, your story is your story and you're going to resonate with someone or you're going to be able to help someone because you are you. Not because you're trying to be someone else, not because you're trying to put yourself out there in this way that's not right for you. And we have to use these tools that are available to us to showcase ourselves in this most real manner. Well, yes, and it it allows you to attract the people that are going to resonate with you. If your client is one out of a thousand, well, face to face, good luck trying to find enough of them to survive on. But with social media and the internet and different ways of connecting and sorting, because sales is all about sorting. There's 8 billion people on the planet almost. And if you want to break it down, 1.6 billion of them speak English. So if you go 1.6 billion, because that's your people that speak English, you take 5% of those, those are the ones that can afford you. 5% of those ones are looking for what you want. And then 5% of those think you are the bomb. You are exactly what they're looking for. That's 187,000 people that are your perfect ideal clients. You don't even need all of them. 
They say a thousand raving fans is what will make your life perfect. Mm-hmm. And you just said 187,000. Yep. Your job is just to find them. And you can do that through social media by being you. By being you. And this is it. you've got to tell your story. You, we talked earlier about being problem solvers. If you're in business and you're just like, I do this. No, we don't really care what you do. Yeah. We care what you fix. Yes. I, I, I tell everybody, what problems do you solve? I don't give a rat's ass about your product or service. I care about, is it going to fix my problem? Do you even understand my problem? When you understand my problem, then you have my attention. And I always go, what is everybody's favorite radio station? W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? Sorry. I don't care about you. I've got all this stuff going on in my house and my family, and I've got these things. I don't have the time, energy, or capacity to give a rat's ass about you. But if you can tell me how you can help me deal with one of the things that's causing me grief or, and stress in my family, in my life, in my business, okay, then we'll talk. But if you're just talking about you, I don't give a rat's ass. Don't even have the capacity. I think this is like a really important topic. And I think this is what, where a lot of business owners get hung up. This is where a lot of people who are trying to do something get caught. And that is the problem solving. There's all like, oh, but I do this. No, what, how do you help your clients break down the problem solving? Like, no, let's change the what you do into what do I solve? Well, it's knowing who your client actually is and learning to ask the questions. If you're a massage therapist, oh, I give massages. Yeah, wonderful. Who cares? Are you one that you're going to help me deal with the stress and you're my treat for and relaxing and you help me recharge my energy so that I can keep going with things? Are you the one that's helping me so that, oh my God, I can raise my arm over my, like go higher than this. Like, what are the pains? Are you the one that helps me do better in my sports? And because I'm really competitive and I'm, you know what, I've got a kid that's planning on going to the Olympics. So we need to really be working on what problem do you solve? Like I work with a lot of tradespeople, and I'm going, people do not care that you're a plumber. They care that you're going to make my shower work and you're going to get rid of that annoying drip. And you're going to make it so that my bathroom drain properly drains now. And I don't have to worry about that anymore. Right. So first thing in business, you want people to care about what you do, care about them, care about how you fix it, care about what you tell them. Okay. This is how I make your life better. This is how I make your world better. This is how I make your home better. This is how I make your business better. Honestly, you're nothing as an individual to most people who are trying to buy your business or get into your business until they know you care as much about them and their problems as they do you're nothing i know for me we go to a particular vet because they go above and beyond and they care above and beyond for our animals i can go to any vet in the city Mm -hmm. any vet can give my dog a shot any vet can take care of an illness but that greeting card send after we have to send an animal over the rainbow bridge telling us how sorry they are and how they are going to also miss our dog and they mean and that's it. Why it's, they go back. It, it's not just perfunctory they mean it and i tell this to my clients all the time because it's the truth there are so many different companies and people and all that that offer the exact same product or service that you do you want to know how many massage therapists are you want to know how many electricians there are you want to know how many restaurants there are that is not where you're differentiating yourself. Yes, you have to be good at your product or service. That's the bare freaking minimum. What people are looking for is they're looking for relationship, especially now when we've been going through this COVID and the isolation and all this stuff, because we are literally coming up 
on the two-year anniversary of the world basically shutting down, I actually get to know my clients and I actually give a flying fig doodle about them and you're able to connect with them, you will have that loyalty. Same thing with our vet. Unfortunately, we've had to send a few pets over the Rainbow Bridge and the fact that we got the card and not just, okay, no, this is one of their systems and okay, they do it because it's for marketing. They actually do care going, this is why we go there. And with all the different ones and it's communication and it's respect. And it's, yes, I know that you actually do care about helping me fix my problem, whatever it is, not just me paying you. You see, this is another superpower that introverts have that we don't realize because we observe, because we watch, because we listen, because we pay attention to the details. We can talk to someone and be all of a sudden, oh, hey, last time we spoke, you mentioned this happened. How is that now? And it's those details that will make or break your business. Mm -hmm. Because if you can, and (laughs) I always joke because a lot of extroverts, they need a CRM. And that's where they put all the notes in and they go and read the notes first. Like, oh my gosh, last time I spoke, they were doing this. Last time they spoke, they were retiling their bathroom. Well, introverts can do that too, but it's still paying attention enough in the first place to gather that information. And because I'm dealing with so many people, yes, trust me, I use a CRM. When I first started my business, and like I said, my business was financial services. So I'm going into people's house and they have to get financially naked with me. Like it's extremely intimate. There is more grief, shame, and embarrassment around the subject of money than anything else. Sex doesn't even freaking come close. My clients show me their bank statements. They show me their credit cards. Like I go over everything. And I've had people decide to work with me because of, me remembering their pets and how their pets respond to me. They're going, my dog doesn't like anybody, but they're up in your lap. Like you must be a good person. And they're going, well, I'd like to believe I am, but. (laughs) Right. And these are the little details that if you master, and yeah, when the extroverts here, you master these and you manage, even if it's that you have to get a system in place to manage them, get the details. Mm -hmm. Be very aware of the little tiny things. And I promise you that will take the business from me to wow. Yeah, but it doesn't happen overnight. And this is one of the other things that so many people, it takes a while. So when I first started my business, I went from like my job, 55,000 a year to I maybe made $24,000 my first two years. And that wasn't a thousand dollars a month steady. When you're running your own business, you eat what you kill. And okay, you make a good kill. All right, we got the money coming in next month. Okay, well, because I'm still waiting to close stuff and things to get done. It's like next to nothing. After the two-year mark, it's just been steady and growing. But it took time to get that momentum going. But also when your clients know that you care, you become part of the family. You get referrals. I haven't done a basically a drop of marketing other than some speaking engagements in like 15 years. All of my new business comes in referrals, which means, and as introverts, you will love this. They phone or email me. I won't contact anybody. Say, oh, I've got a friend that would really like to work, that you should really help. Can you give them a call? Nope. What do you mean? I'm going, you know, the process that I go through with my clients and all of this stuff. If they don't have the gumption and the drive to call me to set up the appointment or send me an email to set up the appointment, they're not going to do the work they need to do to fix their own problem because I can help. But as you said at the beginning, they have to do the action. So they contact me, not a problem. 
I won't contact anyone. And this is all about leaning into that authentic. This is about putting in the legwork. And if you ever talk to a coach, if you ever talk to anyone who turns around and tells you, oh, here's this magic formula. <laughs> Three steps to success. Oh my, uh, I'll tell you, that drives me crazy. But here's the honest fact. Put in the work. Give a shit. Consistently. Consistently. Give a shit. Yep. Actually care about the outcomes of your clients. Mm-hmm. And then that doesn't matter if you're a business coach, if you're a life coach, if you're a plumber. Because if you don't care that their drain is fixed, why are you even in business? Yeah. It's like, give a shit about their outcome. Give a shit about your client. Make sure you treat them with the respect. Yeah. And your business will actually start to take care of itself. I will throw something else in there too. Not only do you have to respect them, but they have to respect you. Yes. And that's like, I learned so many lessons when I started my business and I went into it better prepared by far than most. So I specialize in what I call the baby businesses. So the ones that are idea stage up to two years, because that's where the biggest failure rate is. Unfortunately, very few make it past the two year mark and rarely does it have anything to do with a problem with their product or service, or they're not working hard enough or anything like that. It's usually because they're just lacking the basic business skills. And I'm going, if I could go back and talk to me one year before I got fired and finally decided to pull the trigger on my business, oh, the grief they would have saved. And one of the biggest, most painful lessons that I learned in my first two years, because I'm going, I need to make the sale. I need to do all this stuff. I need to build my business. And I would work anybody. And there were a couple of clients they were jerks. They were jackasses and they wasted my time. They jerked me around, but I'm going, oh, I have to take this because that's my job. As soon as I got to the point around the two year mark where, okay, I've got enough good clients coming in and I'm making the business. It's starting to go and I'm making the money and all this stuff. My attitude changed to, I know what I bring to the table. It is a privilege to work with me because I am amazing at what I do. And if you don't, like that. You don't respect that. If I'm not the person for you, wonderful. Go away. That was a huge thing. And I started attracting way more clients because I was attractive. I wasn't desperate and looking. And I've had some people come into my world. Fortunately, it's very rare now. About every three to four years, I'll deal with an idiot. And I fired them. I won't take them on as clients. I had a couple, they were totally and completely blown away. I'm going, this is not going to work. You can go somewhere else. Yeah. And I love my clients. I won't take on a client that I won't have to my house for a barbecue. And most of them over time have been. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite things to say is, and this is always a problem when people are talking about it. They will go, oh, you're just a little much, aren't you? <laughs> maybe for you <laughs> I just do it and go well if I'm too much well then fuck off and find less yes go find what you want yeah I do not wear business suits or anything that would consider professional wear at all haven't in years and discovered that through a very specific thing I've taught my classes in jeans and hiking boots and I've had people walk in and because they're expecting because I'm teaching financial classes is what I started with and they're expecting the suit and all of this and they do a double take and whatever. I absolutely love the class. It's awesome. But they were looking for the suit. They're going, I need the suit is basic. And I'm not even paraphrasing them. I need somebody in a suit to trust them. All the power to you go find that suit. And if you can find a suit that isn't going to screw you over, (laughs) 
but if I'm not for you, that's fine. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's so unfair. And this, I want other listeners to hear this as well, because I find a lot of time that people start in business, people start in a new path. They have this fear. What if people don't like what I offer? Guess what? Someone will. Yeah, most what? aren't going to like what you offer. There's going to be someone out there that you change their world so completely that you have this impact on their life that you're like, it blows people away. It's amazing. It's something else. It's insane. So to stop worrying about those people that ask you, did you hit your head to come up with this? (laughs) Guess what? They're not your people. It doesn't matter. You're somebody's person. Someone is going to look at what you offer and go, oh my fucking God, where have you been all my life? And that's what you need. So, And once you own that, mm-hmm. they're going to start flocking to you <laughs> like flies yes. on, at a picnic. Yeah. And so you just find your thing, find your, care about people. Now we've had a lot of great advice from Tammy today. If people were looking for you, Tammy, where would they find you? So you can always find me at my website, which is ksabusiness.ca. And if you don't know, KSA stands for kick some ass. So ksabusiness.ca. And one of the things I offer to all my podcast listeners is I have what I call the solopreneur self-assessment, a quick little questionnaire that you can go through to figure out where your business strengths are strong. And then when you can build on those, where you're weak, and we need to look after those. And more importantly, what you don't even know, you don't know. And you can go to ksabusiness.ca slash gift to get that. And then if you wanted to book a quick call with me to see how we can work together, that is there as well, because I am on a mission to see more small businesses succeed. Our world needs us. We're the ones that change it for the better. You're right. We're the ones that change it. I love the whole saying about a ripple. Mm -hmm. A tiny ripple can make a big impact. So listeners, today, you've just had a ton of information thrown at you. And I mean, there was a lot of goodies in this content. There was a lot of tips. There was a lot of ideas, a lot of thoughts, a lot of mind-changing perceptions. And you know me, I'm all about perception. It's about looking at things differently. Drop in your comments, whether you saw this on social media, you saw this on the podcast. I want to hear what one thing are you going to take from today and you're going to implement to change your world because we do this to help you. This is a toolbox for you to take it, use the tools and grow as a business owner, as a individual, as a career person, as a family person. This is for you. So till next time, love you guys and to wrap for now. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Introverts Toolbox. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And you know what? I want to know what is one thing you learned today? Is there something that you're going to take and use in your life or your business? Let me know below.